Hey there, fellow streakers. Today, we are going back to basics. That's right. We're looking at it and saying, what was it that started all of this and why do we keep it going? Other than it's a streak. What are some of the things that we want to share with you? So today, it's back to basics. Let's start streaking. What is streaking and why should you do it? Streaking is how you set up personal winning streaks. Look at who you want to be and what you need to do to become that person. This is Streaking. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jamie. And we are streakers. Through 30 years of marriage and seven children, we have learned the power of consecutive consistency or streaking. To start streaking is simple. You just follow these three laws. Make it laughably simple, keep a record, and join the streaking community. Streaking is your hidden superpower. With it, you will consistently progress and grow in whatever area of life you want. In this podcast, Jeff and I will share all the fun, exciting, serious, solemn, wonderful parts of family, spiritual, professional, and personal life, and how streaking powers it all. So join us in the conversation, join the movement, and start streaking today. Good morning, Jamie. I guess it's good afternoon now. Hello, Jeff. Usually we're doing this in the morning, but today it's the afternoon. Today it's the afternoon. You know, as we were talking about what to talk about on the podcast, I thought it was a really good idea just to go back to basics. I don't know the last time on the podcast where we talked about the whole origination of streaking. Yeah, I don't know. I was trying to think that same thing. I think it's been a while. It's been a little while. Hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of one of those things where, yeah, it's been quite a while. I think so too. I wanted to, do you care if we start a little bit by, you had asked a question on the streaking app of how other people would define streaking. Yeah, their elevator speech. Yes. Like if someone asked them, what is streaking? How would you define it? And I wanted to read a couple of the things of the way that people defined streaking. Okay. Because I think it's a good way to kind of start off where we where we are now and then where we came from. So one, one answer was streaking is the outward expression of your commitment to those things that you hold personally important to your health and well-being. So I love that one. Another one was streaking is the fuel that powers my personal improvement engine. Ooh, I, I like know, that one. That was a good one. And then another one, streaking is the sweet spot that habits can't create. Some things will never become automatic the way we want them to. Streaking is a record of doing something consistently with the added layer of motivation in that you don't want to break the streak. Mm. And that one's fascinating because I remember when we first started this journey of streaking and we would go on runs and talk about what streaking was. <laughs> right. And and I loved that that this answer was streaking is the sweet spot that habits can't create because that was something that I feel like I questioned a lot when we were starting this process is, How is a streak different than a habit? And for me personally, I was asking a lot, why is this working? Because it was working in areas of my life that I had never had success for before. And I remember that you would ask quite a bit the question, well, how are we any different than a habit? How are we any different? I mean, that really, it really bothered you. Honestly, I I mean, you you kind of had to be able to say something to someone that made it different because otherwise we're just copying everyone else. And why don't we just do those things? Well, and it, Yes, a little bit. And really, it was an internal question because because it was working. And I had tried <laughs> things before that hadn't tried worked. The habits, yeah. And so when the comment was, how is this any different than creating right. a habit? I needed to understand internally, how is this different? Because this is working. And I, I think of my, my journal writing all the time. I had tried so many different ways 
to be consistent in my journal writing for years, decades even, and had mm-hmm. never had the success that I've had now. Similarly with me flossing teeth. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of our origin stories. We'll tell in just a minute. But again, not having success with that, but then being able to have success and uh, and trying to understand why. What is it why? that made that success? Right. So be- back to the beginning. Back, back to the beginning to the we basics. go. Uh, and th- thinking of those comments... Uh, you know, you and I were looking at it and it really started with you and I wanting to remain physically fit. Yes. And to do that, we chose running as our sport to remain physically fit. We'd sign up for races and to sign up for those or to complete those races, we would have to train. Mm -hmm. So we started to sign up for races so that we would train the race being the motivation. But that motivation through time began to wane and it wasn't as motivating. And in fact, they became charitable donations after right. a while. We would sign up for the race and not train and not show up for the race. We wouldn't even go get the t-shirt. I know. I remember that. And and it was interesting to me because, because I was getting older and wanting to stay physically active enough to stay active with my children that were yeah. still younger. And, and so it was really bothering me. I'm like, how am I going to get myself to do this? I don't want to get too comfortable, I guess. I don't want to get too comfortable at not exercising. I need something that keeps pushing me. And when I had started running, races scared me a yeah. lot. And so I would train for them because because I was like, okay, I got to be able to finish this. Right. But as we got better, I didn't have that same level of nervousness <laughs about the race. Fear. I didn't. So and fear so wasn't motivating you. Fear wasn't Money motiva- wasn't motivating Money you. Money wasn't motivating me. It w- there was not really, it wasn't a habit. In other words, you wouldn't do it automatically, no. even though you had run for many, many years with and that training was, for races. That was actually kind of depressing to me because people talk about their addictive you know, their addictive running habits. And I'm like, I have never had that happen every day. I'm out like, all right, I'm going to do this. Never just happening without you me were, even. I remember you would say the victory was I got out of bed and put my running shoes on. It was, that was I, the victory. Everything else the Everything is icing. Else. After that, it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. So in the, so you came across the article uh, yeah, while you're so we've your set up done. the backdrop of right. what I was thinking. And where you were at and, and where the difficulty. I was at. The question I had for you, because in the book, people will be able to read the story, but I wanted to give a little bit more flavor. If you've read the book, you know the story about Jamie at the hair salon mm-hmm. and coming across the article. Were you actively looking for something to keep you motivated? No. Not at that time. At the, yeah, because I, mean, I, I have never moment, asked you that. I was curious. Yeah, at that moment, were you like researching, how do I stay motivated? How no. do I stay motivated? No. I always find that interesting because it was this, the story was somewhat out of left field. Totally. It, it, it wasn't something you were expecting. No, and it wasn't something I was researching. I wasn't Googling motivation or running articles or anything. It was something that was in the back of my head because we had recently not run a race that we had signed up for. Right. And so I was feeling that dissidence of, okay, why am I not doing these things? But I wasn't actively looking for something. Yeah. I literally was killing time. That's what I was doing. <laughs> I was literally sitting in a hairdresser waiting for a certain period of time till they can finish my hair. And that's when I came across the article. Uh-huh. However, I when I read the article... So when you were reading the article... Yeah. So the the question I had is, did it like hit you all of a sudden? Like, this is what I need. It was a huge 
paradigm shift. Was it really? Massive paradigm shift. And so just, I can't express how big it was because I wasn't, because it was related to running, um, because I feel like there were two paradigm shifts in this whole process. The first one for me was exactly related to running. Yeah. The second one was when I was able to make it related to other things. But this first experience was... So the article, real quick, Jeff and Diane Shumway, streak runners for 15 years, that caught your attention. Obviously, streak yeah. running. I, I really did think... They're How running naked. They're running naked for 15 years. And why are we writing an article <laughs> about this? And why are they doing this? That was my experience. Right. That was my thought. Did you, re- did you really think that? I mean, totally. when you read it, you're just like, oh my goodness. Yes, why are we even reading about I this? I was. I was completely annoyed that someone would put this article out there. And then even more annoyed that some couple would be doing this. <laughs> and, But totally curious. It, it did what it was supposed to. It got me to read the article. Right. Which is why we titled the book Streaking. It does. Because we want to get, I mean, you got to be curious about that. Yeah, pick yeah. it up and see, what's all, see what it's all see about. See what it's all about. So, and I hope that other people have the same experience I did, that when I read that article, it was a shift in my thinking. At the, I read it specifically for what it was, which was about running and this couple that had been streak running for 15 years and that they had run at least a mile every single day. And when I read that... Because I had been trying to, because I had been running and because I struggled to consider myself a runner because I never felt like I was particularly good at it. Yeah. And so looking at this shift, looking at this, this couple that had changed it from, it didn't say how many races they had run. It didn't say how many miles they had run. The whole emphasis of the article was that they ran every single day. And so it talked about the different things that they had done to keep this streak alive. It talked about runs they had taken in airports or in other countries. It talked about times that they had done it at different times because they were traveling or different places and the things that they had done to make sure that they could do this streak wherever they were for 15 years. That to me was the huge paradigm shift where I switched from everything I had read about running was how fast you are running, how far you are running, what's your pace, how, you know, are you doing hills? Are you not doing hills? And this didn't talk anything about that. And the whole shift was just, can you do it every single day? Every so single day. When you read it, you called me. I mean, you do you remember calling yes, me? Yes, I totally. Because it was the first time that I thought, I wonder if I, this was exactly what I thought. I remember sitting there and thinking, I wonder if I could do this. Like, could I, could I actually, could I do, actually this? do this? Could I run every single day? And that's why I was like, well, I don't know. Let's give it a try. And then did you call me and at that point? And that's when I called you. Because <laughs> of course I, I thought, well, I don't want to do it alone. <laughs> I want to have someone with, with me, me in this craziness. Because I, rem- I remember that uh, when you called me. And again, all, all in the book here, but let's give a little bit of the backdrop. I was getting ready to go on a consulting engagement that that was my life at the time was basically getting on airplanes every single week, three times a night. I'd switch cities and go to different consulting engagements. And I was highly inconsistent in any of my training before this. And I think it's helpful to have a little bit of previous before this. I had actually been in a bodybuilding routine with a buddy. Mm-hmm. He and I would get up at 3, 3.30 in the morning and we'd go over to the gym and we'd lift for an hour to two hours. And I had done that routine for three years. Yep. And then I got a new job with Franklin Covey and started to travel every single day. And the gyms that are in the hotels were not as accessible right. 
And a lot of them at that time were not 24 hours, even though they were kind of, they were getting over to the 24 hour period of time. You didn't have a level of but consistency you have, as you have, traveled no, from city to city. Not at all. And I also didn't have the weightlifting. Yeah. The, the weights that were at, I was going to Lifetime Fitness at the time. And so my exercise just dropped off completely. Mm-hmm. And I'd run every once in a while, but... I wasn't feeling good about myself. I was gaining weight. I was not doing well with eating, none of those things. So when you called and said, hey, would you like to try this streak running with me? I was like, yeah, I'd love to. And you, because you explained it to me what right. it was. And I said, yeah, I'd love to. And so I don't remember how we decided, but I think we were going to Mexico the next week. We had, yeah, we had this big family vacation that we'd been planning for a really, for quite a while. And we asked each other, well, should we start should we it start on now? our vacation? Yeah. Didn't we? I mean, we yeah. were kind of, because I, th- I thought we were talking about it actually on the vacation. We're like, well, why don't we start today? We should just start here now. Right. And especially at the time, we're like, well, we're on the beaches of Mexico. <laughs> yeah. this, if there was a beautiful place to run, <laughs> this is it. This let's, is the place. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Yeah. So we started on March 23rd. 2013 Mm -hmm. is that right and have been going strong for seven years now after that so we we just started streak running and And i i want to be transparent here it wasn't like i just started and kept it going the whole time it took me three weeks of a couple false starts to get no i think once once we were in mexico yeah before mexico though you had done a couple of false starts but once we started in Mexico, that's when the the streak that we have now started and kept started going. Started and kept going. Yeah. I know I had to restart at twice. But that was once, before. Okay. That was before we went to Mexico. Okay. And the reason why I know that is because we had talked that's why we had talked about it cuz I hadn't quite joined you in the streak yet. I mean, you had said why don't we start streak running, but we we talked about it for a time. You started it. And did a couple of weeks and you had to restart a couple of times. Yes. But then when we went to Mexico, the streak that we have today was the streak that started in Mexico. It started in Mexico. And I learned a lot in those first few weeks because it took me a, a minute to transition from that speed and distance mentality to consistency. Because that's why I had to start over. Right. Was because I... I injured my foot right out of the chute <laughs> and was like, not injured, not a not, not huge, not dr- but huge it was injury, just... but I was like uh, enough that I, enough that I couldn't run on it for a couple of days. That was it. Right. And so it made me start thinking, how did they do this? How did they run every single day? Right. And it really was a shift in mentality. And I, the reason I bring that up is because it was instrumental in the way that we started the streak in in understanding law number one right. of make it laughably simple is that right. I started off trying to still accomplish the task big and beautiful and I wanted the run and the distance and you the speed your PR. Get your to PR, be important and it was hard to set that aside for a while but I it was this process of looking at it and saying if I truly want to be consistent I have to find a way that I can do this consistently. And, and pushing myself at that level that I had been pushing myself wasn't going to be something that I could maintain consistently if right. I was serious about every single day. Yeah. That is something that has shifted for me as we've gone along is the priority of being able to run tomorrow mm-hmm. is prominent in my run today. Right. 
And so if I feel anything that would jeopardize my run tomorrow, I'll, I'll slow down. I'll knock it off. Mm-hmm. When I've gone a mile, if, if I feel that that's what it needs to be, then that's what it needs to be. I don't go any further because the consecutive muscle is the muscle that we're building and strengthening. Right. So as we progressed in our running streak, I was fighting another problem, which happened to be my teeth. Mm-hmm. And what was problem with my teeth? is I had periodontal disease, and in order to fight periodontal disease, you have to brush and floss every day. Brushing, not a problem, flossing a problem. Now, here's so here's some of the behind-the-scenes story. Like I said, you can get the, the story in the book, but let me tell you a couple of the thoughts that I had as I was thinking about how do I deal with this periodontal disease. Because I, I dealt with it for a long time. And it wasn't just periodontal disease that we were worried about as well, but periodontal disease also has an effect on heart heart. disease. Yeah. And you have a history in your family, a significant history of heart disease. And so there was a a medical motivation behind all of this. Right. One, keep my teeth. And two, don't die of heart failure. Right. What can (laughs) I do to stay healthy? So two, two two things that were there. But what's interesting is even when life-threatening conditions are in place, that's not enough motivation to keep things going. I had a close friend who suffered a heart attack and had to change his diet. About three months into after the heart attack, changing his diet, he'd survived the heart attack. Three months in, changed his diet. He was back to eating all the regular foods that he had always eaten. Mm -hmm. So even in life-threatening situations, again, the motivation is difficult if not impossible. And I don't know why. I think because it's an external motivation. It's not an internal motivation. I haven't actually come up with this motivation inside of myself, the intrinsic. So while I we... also sometimes wonder if these, these things are big things to conquer. Like when you're talking about changing the entire way that you eat because of a that's heart a really attack, that's a big that's lifestyle a big change. change. And it can seem maybe more... More, you know, I bit off more than I can chew, so to speak. It's too big. I can't. It's too big to True. do. There's too, and so you don't ever feel like you're winning or succeeding. Right. That's a really good point. I hadn't thought about that end or aspect of it. It's so big. I don't even know where I would start. Right. Which I, I, I don't know if that were was my teeth, but I remember the day that I was looking in the mirror and felt and was hearing the conversation, having the conversation with myself. And hearing the voice of the dental hygienist saying, you know, flossing is like exercising your gums. You do it twice a day and you'll be great. I was looking in the mirror at the time and I remember the clear words in my head. And I believe this was divine. Why don't you set a streak to floss your teeth? And that for me, I think was my moment, like what your moment was when you read about the running streak. That was my moment for, well, why not? It, it just translated over into this world that I had never thought about because I think that streaks are maintained in athletics. Mm-hmm. Athletes are used to winning streaks. Right. But we don't ever translate them over into other parts of our lives. So this one, this this small step or this exercise your gums, set a streak, came together. And I thought, okay, well, I'll set a streak to floss my teeth. And it's interesting that up until this point... Neither one of us had made this connection. Not at all. We weren't thinking of anything else but just keeping the running streak. In, in fact, fast forward now 
just about, what was it, three months ago, we were interviewing Mark Washburn, mm-hmm. um, who is president of the United States Running Streak Association. And we asked him, how has streaking played over in other parts of your life? And he said, wow, that's I've, a deep philosophical question. I'm I, not sure I'm ready to answer about that. It. Yeah. that. That was surprising to us. But looking back on our story, it took kind of a moment mm-hmm. of connecting exercise or exercising gums with actual exercise to say, oh, and it was streaking this, a comply to so much more. It was this this coming, the great convergence, so to speak, because you had just finished these surgeries. So it was heavy on your mind about being able to find a way to make this happen at the same time that you were in your exercise clothes. Right. And the words of the hygienist that said, Flossing your teeth is like exercise for your gums. Like this great convergence of thoughts all came together in one place. Yeah. And and truly, by definition, created an aha moment where, where it was a complete, again, paradigm shift where you're like, I've never thought of it this and way And that before. aha moment was 2,454 days ago. Which, is that just amazing? Isn't that amazing? To look at and think that you are still... No, do you have plans to continue that streak? Yeah, absolutely. I'll absolutely. never stop it. <laughs> but it's also interesting that it's not a habit. Right. But there's times So that, that was, and I had tried to make it a habit. Mm-hmm. I had tried to make it automatic. And it, I was just, it failed time and time again. You know, come up with a cue, a response, a reward, or what is it? Cue, craving, response, reward. So I would set out the floss the night of, so that it was right next to, this, to the sink. I would you know, buy the minted floss. So hopefully I have some type of a physical craving for it. I would hopefully then have a response. And part of my response too, I paid the the dental hygienist months in advance so that I had some reason as to, I don't know, some external motivation to be able to do that. It's, it's almost like I was like what we were doing with running mm-hmm. where we'd pay for the registration yes, to get exactly. us to train. If I pay the money, <laughs> will it get me to do it? And, and then a reward, you know, if I could reward myself in some way, none of that worked. And in fact, one of the things that we've learned later on is that habit is highly susceptible to environment. Mm-hmm. And when your environment changes, habits, automatic responses change really quickly. Right. And, and they drop off. And that's true of routines as well. Whereas a streak is impervious to environmental changes. Because the idea is get the streak done. Right. I mean, that keep the streak alive. And so when, when I got to this place of set a streak to floss your teeth, I thought, well, I can floss two times a day. That's pretty simple. And, I, and so I started to do that. But then it hit me and I got really excited. And I remember coming into the room and talking to you and saying, hey, if we can floss... Our teeth, we can do other things. We can, can have set a other streak around all kinds of things. All kinds of things. And my brain just blew up with, what can I set a streak around? And that's where our adventure on figuring out why this worked. Right. Why did the flossing work? And why did the running work when nothing else did? And what are the laws that you have to follow in order to set up successful streaks in your life. Mm-hmm. That's that's where that was the impetus of all of this. I mean, we spent the next year talking about this all the time. All the time. And and really asking ourselves the question, why did this work? I remember too so many walks or runs where we were talking back and forth where I would come up with this great idea and you would be 
well, let's, mm. let's, <laughs> I know you get your, mm going. Get my, mm, <laughs> let's think about that for a second. Hold up here, horsey. <laughs> I remember one particular conversation and I don't think this one is in the book, but I remember one particular conversation where you, we had come up with the first law, which was make it laughably simple. And in making it laughably simple, we we're talking about, I think it was diet. And you're like, okay, well, what if my laughably simple was to eat at least one vegetable daily? I and, even made it simpler. I was yeah. like, well, what if, what if my laughably simple is I'm going to eat one pea a day? Like right. that's absurd. That's that. I remember thinking that's totally that's absurd. stupid. Yeah. Why would I even have that? Like, right. why is that even going to make a difference? And I think that was days and days of conversation. It was. Because for me, I started to think about it and say, yeah, would it make a difference? I mean, let's be skeptical here. Would it make a difference? That's and funny that you said, let's be skeptical. And I just automatically was skeptical. <laughs> I was like, I, but the thing that was interesting is that skepticism was also tempered by success mm-hmm. where I had looked at it and I had been successful and I knew that being la- be- making it simple had been a part of that. But what I was asking is I'm like, well, how simple does it have to be? How, s- yeah. I mean, and, and really what or I how was, how simple can it be? How simple can it be? And if it's so simple, is it really making a difference? I asked that question so and many times. I remember when you asked me that question and I really thought about it because I typically take the positive end of things. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, yeah, it makes a difference. But this time you asked the question, I said, you know what? No, it will not make a difference if it's done once. Mm-hmm. But when you do it consecutively and you keep track of it, which is law number two, you're keeping a record that you're doing it consecutively it absolutely will make a difference. It's a massive difference. And that's where we started to look for analogies in nature of where small consistent drops, for example, make stalactites and stalagmites through time. Right. Or how the painting had, you know, through time became this beautiful... Each each drop. Yeah, each drop was adding to it. Now, individually singled out, would that drop make any type of a difference? No, but when it's put with all the other drops, that's when it makes a significant difference. And the consecutiveness of it, that's what makes it huge. And so the laughably small became this area where you and I were both looking at it and saying, yeah, eating one pea every day will make a difference. And this is where you came up with mindset because you you said, what did you say? You start to think about it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because... If you honestly look at it and say, if I eat one pea every day for the rest of my life, is that physically helping me? Like, am I going to be more nourished because I ate one pea every single day? And that's where in my mind I thought, I don't think so. I don't know that one pea is going to make a difference. But what I realized is that it's not the eating of the pea that's happening. It's the changing of the focus. It's the looking at it and saying, why am I eating a pea? Not because I want to eat a pea every day. I'm eating the pea because vegetables are important and I want to eat vegetables. I want vegetables to be a part of my diet. And so what you're doing is saying, I can be successful by eating one pea every day, but really every time you eat that pea, you're reinforcing, I want to eat vegetables. Vegetables are important. I want this to be a part of my life. As you continue to do that, you are creating an internal paradigm shift for yourself where you look at it and you're like, okay, well, you know what? I want a few more. I'm sick of peas. Let's do carrots. 
I wanted to, and you start looking for ways that you can eat vegetables right. because you are enjoying the success that is coming from this streak that you've had. You, you're retraining yourself to think about it every day. You're making it a part of your life. You're keeping a record that shows I've been doing this every day for this many days. And it starts to become a recognition that you're like, I set this because it's important to me. I want to do it and I'm being successful. Therefore, I want to keep doing this. And oftentimes, I want to do a lot more than eat one pea. Mm-hmm. I want to have vegetables. Mm-hmm. But then you may hit that day where you have the flu. Or maybe three days where you have the stomach flu. And all you want to throw up is a pea. And you don't want to. And so so it accounts for that. The streak allows for that life to be, for that experience to be a part of life. But then as soon as the stomach flu is over, you are still going to be eating your vegetables. Right. I then think about my friend who suffered the heart attack. Mm -hmm. And to your comment that you made earlier about maybe it's that we just, it's such a big change all at once that it's hard to make that big of a change. Whereas this, hey, eat at least one serving of vegetables daily. It's starting to change your mindset in a different way, which is where we came up with the theory of displacement, Mm -hmm. which is displacing less valuable behavior and activities with more valuable behavior and activities. And to do that, it's a drop at a time. It's not a replace. In fact, when you try to replace a less valuable behavior with a more valuable behavior, often it does not work because the change is so drastic and so uh, stark. And difficult and to maintain. Difficult. Yeah, like difficult you, to maintain. You really have to put so much emphasis yep. to maintain this drastic change that you're trying to make happen that it's difficult to, to sustain it. And right. then something happens, something unexpected that is a part of life happens and you lose what you were doing and all that hard work you put into it and then that's very deflating yeah and so it becomes difficult so it becomes difficult whereas you have a streak Mm -hmm. and you've kept it alive now for two weeks six weeks 100 days 600 days 800 days and it's inflating you feel great because you've been able to keep the streak alive and the compounding effect of the consecutiveness through time has i'll bet you you look back and your diet, whatever it was, has changed. I know that my my dental hygiene, since I've kept that streak alive, has been much better. I, in fact, I've done a lot more things that I wouldn't have otherwise done mm-hmm. because I've replaced what was less valuable behavior with more with valuable more behavior valuable. through time. The, um, the second law, no record, no streak. This is where we, we knew it had to happen because every sports streak is, has, is a a record. Record, has a record. What I found interesting about this one, which we don't mention a lot in the book, was you kept on saying, we need an app. We got to have an app. Yes. I mean, everything had an app. And there was a reason behind that, yeah. though, is that I, when I was pregnant with my last child, I had not a streak because we hadn't discovered streaking yet, but I had a goal at the time or that I wanted to walk 10,000 steps every day through that pregnancy. And I had a paper record that I had kept that kept track of the date and how many steps I had taken. And I had that I had kept that for a long time through the whole oh, it was pregnancy. Valuable. Yeah. And it had become three pages long. And at some point I lost it. I lost that paper that showed all that I had done. And I was devastated. And so that that had affected me so profoundly that I was I was looking at this and like, 
I understood the power of the record because I remember how I felt every time I went to write how many steps I had taken that day when I would have to turn over two or three pages to get to where I was and be like, look at this. This is how long I've been doing it. Like pages. I've been doing this for pages. And and there was so I understood inherently that that the record had power. Right. What I didn't want to go through was the devastation of losing the record again. That was, I'm like, I can't do that again. There's got to be a way that <laughs> there's a permanent streaks, way to keep this. Because streaks become so valuable yes. as they get into three-digit and four-digit territory. We're like, oh man, we got to have something. And I wanted a way to be able to keep track of multiple things that I was doing. That was only one thing that I was doing, that the 10,000 steps a day at the point that we started talking about this, I had now had three or four streaks that I was keeping and we'd had, I was writing them on a calendar so I could keep track every day. And, and I thought, I, there's a lot more things I want to try this. Because at this point, I really was feeling like, okay, this is working in a few things that I've never had success. I'm, I'm excited to try other things. Where else can I apply this? And as as that continued, you know, you know, as I wanted to set more streaks, I'm like, there has to be a way that we can keep this record easier, mm-hmm. that it's with me all the time, that I'm not taking a calendar with me, that when I c- complete a streak in the morning or in the middle of the day, I can mark it off and not have to wait until the end of the day. Because believe it or not, when you're doing something consistently every single day, at the end of the night, at the end of the day, at night, you can go back and be like, was that this morning that I'm remembering or was it yesterday morning? <laughs> I'm true. not 100% sure. <laughs> I don't remember I don't exactly. remember. And so having an app where I could mark it off as soon as I was done, even if it was meant that I was you know, away from home and didn't have my record with me, that was important to me. That yeah. was something that I wanted from the beginning. As I think about that, I remember then just again, divine providence going to lunch with Dave, a, good, a friend of ours, and mentioning streaking. And he, he just said, well, I want, I want to make an app for that. And that's so the streaking app today is where we have it. And today the streaking app is amazing because it not only keeps track of the record, it's not just a record keeping device, it's a community building device. And that's what I was well. just going to say is that when I said we need an app, I really wasn't thinking past keeping the record. Really? I you just, were, were you seriously just thinking, I just I want something just want, I can mark off on I and wanted, we'll back up to the cloud yep. and it's there. I wanted my right checklist. There. Can I mark off my checklist? Because I feel good about that. I like that. And you were the one that after we'd been, we'd been doing this for a while, like a a year, year and a half, maybe. I don't know how long we'd been doing it. I think it was it. about a year that we had, you, we'd had the app. And I'm like, we have got to get this community up and going. Well, and what was interesting to, to me is that you said there is something else that we're doing, but I don't know what it is, but I know that there's something missing. Mm. And that's when you started to look at it and research again, because you had done so much research on winning streaks, right. mostly athletic streaks. And it was after you had been researching this, that you came to me one day and you're like, it's community. And the reason I missed it is because I didn't, I was taking for granted that we're the community, right? you and I, and the people that, and our family that we're talking to. But every we, streak exists within a community, mm-hmm. no matter what. And it, all the way back to the very first streak that you came across with Jeff and Diane Shumway. Exactly. The they United had a States community. Running Streak Association. There's over 1,700 runners that maintain a running streak of at least one mile or more every single day. Yeah. And they all and they have a newsletter. They communicate with each other. I saw that with Cal Ripken Jr. streak in baseball. Even though people weren't on the field with him, they were the community. They joined in with him. It saved baseball, for goodness right. sake. 
And it was one of those things where it had been right in front of us the whole time, but it was easy to miss. But now looking back, it's like, it is such an integral part. So it's fascinating to see that the app has really developed into so much more than just keeping track of your streaks. It really has become this place where people now can share their streaks and share their ideas and ask questions and be inspired as they see other people's streaks. As the app continues to develop as well, we've seen the prototypes that are going to be coming out and the community gets even stronger. It's the only place that I've seen, I've asked a lot of people, what is it that you like about the app? And they will open the app specifically to see what other people have been not only completing, but what they've said about it. They say it's the one positive social media place that we have. And I do the same thing. I mean, I'll just scroll through the comments because people are doing and recording. I mean, like writing in my journal or reading a scripture or um, being able to read a paragraph in a nonfiction book or make my bed or it's everyone doing something. And then they're talking about in the social media what it is that helped them or they're asking questions. How is it? Can I do this? How are you able to do that? Or expressing frustration. Oh, I broke this streak. How can I get it down? And people responding back about how you can keep that streak alive. There's literally nothing else that I've seen in social media or learning and development that has been like this. And it's been so amazing for me to watch each of the streakers go through what I feel like is the same journey that you and I went through. This, this process of making it laughably simple going through the understanding of, okay, is simple going to make a difference? That's because I'm switching from the activity to consistency, understanding the importance of keeping a record, going through, you know, why is this not a habit? I've been doing this for 300 days and I missed it. How can I do something consecutively and consistently for 300 days and then miss? (laughs) Everything tells me that won't happen, that I put effort into it. This should be a habit. Why is it not? So going through that whole process and that journey with us is so much fun to see and such a testament to me that the methodology of streaking is real, that it, that it really works because other people are going through the same experiences, asking the same questions and getting the same answers and the same results. Yeah. They're recognizing that they can be consistent in things and areas that they never thought they could be consistent before. Yeah. And they're recognizing that they now have a tool to measure improvement in areas that are immeasurable, like being kind or getting better at your profession, being a better, yeah, getting better at my profession, or I want to be a better mom right. or dad, or right. I want to be a better son. I remember the, the streak was, I'm going to text my mom once a week and tell her I love her. Yeah. Those, those things are immeasurable until you have the methodology of streaking where you can go back and look and say, okay. I've texted my mom every week this whole year, or I've sent out a note every day for however long. Right. I am being more kind. Yep. One other story, and then we've got to finish up, is the story of the song that you hear at the end of our podcast. This is our daughter, Lily, and she. we asked her if she would you know, just write a song on what streaking was and is. And you hear just a little snippet of it. She wrote an entire song. It was absolutely beautiful. We just loved it on her ukulele. And she sings it at the, at the end of every one. The reason I, br- I bring it up is because of this. That song with a ukulele and a voice perfectly represents laughably simple. Keep a record and have a community. 
all three of those things are are bound up in that song. And we'll have to I'll have to have the whole thing on here. Maybe I'll put it on this one. We'll we'll play the entire song so you can hear the whole thing because right now it's just at the end. But I, I think I'll do that on this podcast. I'll put the whole thing. And it it so perfectly captures, I think, what you and I feel mm-hmm. and why we're so passionate about this and why it is we want to share it with everyone. And if anyone else takes it up, whenever we've talked to anyone and they take it up, they then want to share it. Yes. Because it works. That's the whole thing. It works. If you need momentum in your life, if you need mo- motivation in your life, if you need uh, something that balance. allows you balance, mm-hmm. that allows you to change in the laughably smallest way, streaking is your friend. It is your tool. It's the way to go about it. It really is. I love that they. It's the gasoline to my to my improvement engine. It is the, it is the shovel to every you know digging for gold out there. Is exactly. you're striving to dig every, for gold. Every book, every conceptual self improvement book, you can set streaks. You around can them. set a streak around anything yep. that you look at that you're like that is something that's important to me and I want to improve on. You can use a streak to make that happen. Absolutely. So download the streaking app. Buy the book. It'll give you a lot more detail around how to uh, work with broken streaks and what are some of the other, a B statement. That was another huge part of this. And we, we haven't even talked about that, but the book covers all of that. Uh, but what we'll do right now is we'll play Lily's song. And with that, that will be the end. So until we talk again, keep streaking. better